Age. What's up? What's up? 2-2 tie series in the NBA Finals. Jamel Johnson coming at you live from New York City. I'm in love, guys. I'm at a wedding. I'm in love. I don't think I can... Uh, it's hard to say if, if I'm actually focused on basketball or on my heart. But here we are. <laughs> How you oh, guys man. doing? Uh, Jamel, it's so good to talk to you. I can't wait to spend the next 45 minutes talking specifically about your love life. <laughs> my favorite thing to talk about i like better happy basketball <laughs> happy basketball happy basketball jamel how was the wedding oh man it's so good i i'm just i like being in the presence of love uh <laughs> it, it really rubs off on you you learn a lot and you apply it to your own life you play it to basketball you know uh i saw del curry and sony curry do a little uh, couple swap so there, love is in the air, you know, even the even in the NBA Finals. Well, we will get into that. We'll get into the NBA Finals. Let <laughs> me get some business out of the way up top before we dive right in to what might be suddenly the most interesting part of the Finals. Uh, with Steph Curry's dad and mom <laughs> couple swapping. Uh, if you want to support the Buds, go to patreon.com slash Pod. $5 a month gets you access to our Discord, in which it is just filled with fucking basketball freaks and other kinds of freaks just chopping it up all day. You get bonus episodes every week. You get occasional bonus shows, like in the Criminal Podcast System. Jamel, Peter, when are you guys going to record another episode of that? Oh, Jamel, when, when, what was that date we said we were going to record it? Soon, at ASAP. ASAP Rocky, that's right. You're in New York, so we'll just we're going to record it live. I'll come to you. Perfect. Beautiful. Go to patreon.com slash airbudspod. $5 a month. That's all you need. It's, that's, you know that's, what they say during wedding weekends? You have time. <laughs> that's what they say. Oh, yeah. sure. Tons of uh, just free windows <laughs> to go explore the city I'm in. And you know what? Since we're getting business out of the way, Jamel, I want you to plug your, your Comedy Central set, which is available on youtube.com right now. If you go to YouTube, you search Jamel Johnson, Comedy Central, brand new 10-minute long set available on there. Uh, tell, tell, the, tell the listeners about it and why they should listen. I would love for you to go to Comedy Central's YouTube page. Uh, we were at the Lodge. It was in Highland Park. A uh, lot of great sets, a lot of friends. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a mix of new and old. I've had some of these jokes for a while. That is the first <laughs> time that they are, they're around. And some, some of them are brand new. So, so if you're a new fan or an old fan, uh, I think there's something there for everybody. Uh, especially, I have a story about the DC sniper, and uh, I think you're not going to want to miss out on that one. It's pretty good. I love a good DC sniper story. Which oh, uh, sure, which one of sure, your jokes sure, during sure. that set were were uh, recycled? Which ones were you just kind of coasting through? <laughs> okay, yeah. So uh, the the bit about my roommate owing me money, I think. I've used that for a little while. I don't have a roommate anymore. It's been years since I've lived with mm, another person. Mm. But for the purposes of this special, it, I thought it made sense to tell that story. People seem to just gravitate towards it. They relate to it. 
Um, so I mean, that, I noticed that there was a uh, a Hugh Grant and Black Panther reference, so maybe sure, this sure. was like circa 2018. That was off the cuff, actually. That was off, <laughs> off the cuff. Um, seems like it may have been a dated reference, but it wasn't. That was that was in the moment. No, Thanks I for your candor, I, remember, man. I feel like you, yeah, thank you, you, yeah. you never really talked about your love life or your process like this before, and we're only four minutes into this show. It's secretive, man. You know, uh, I, usually I'm, I'm focused on studying uh, film. I, I watch, you know, every possession. I'm in there watching uh, Celtics basketball, Warriors basketball, and that's what I want to bring to the table. But if you guys want to talk about other elements of my life, like that's fine. How much do you pay in rent? <laughs> I don't want to like insult the listener, so I'm going to go ahead and not say. But uh, I get a good deal. I get a good deal. Got it. Got it. Are you worried um, about insulting them by how much or little you pay? Depends on where you live. Uh, if okay. you live in LA, right. it's little. Elsewhere, might be kind of high. Man, uh, what are some other Jamel questions I've been really trying to get off my chest recently? <laughs> um, what do you really think about Benner? Like, what do you really think about it? I think you guys are the, the best. I think Benner is uh, one of the smartest, hardest working, best writers kind of in the biz that, uh, He's kind of up and coming. You know, I was on this vulture list of comics to watch. If there was a writers to watch sure, uh, sure. list, I'd put Mike Benner on it. So I think wow. uh, that maybe I'll write that list, actually. Uh, I think Jamel I'll Johnson's look, writers to watch. I'm I think. giving J- Jamel some homework here. Uh, obviously, what? I mean myself when I'm saying that. Should we it's make right. a writers to watch list? I feel like there's <laughs> a real that that's a vacuum in this industry that we that maybe. Look, the blacklist only exists because they said we're the arbiter of un like un like found scripts. Like we're the people that know where all the good scripts are that people are overlooking. We could just say we are the we are the experts on writers and just put out a list that like has all of us on it. <laughs> and then we're And I think that's true. I think you, you hang around this city or you hang around New York or kind of other entertainment hubs and you're going to be around really talented people and uh we want to give them a platform so i think let's we're gonna write that, this article yeah yeah let's name that let's put that on the website um look at me look at me i'm the captain now.com i think that's the so <laughs> we i love we it that. uh mike hello al, al horford I, I don't know how far you've gone into this the 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 horford resurrection renaissance <laughs> I know he's been okay the last couple of games. Game one, he was incredible. Uh, Obviously. It, it, do you feel weird watching it, or are you rooting for it? Al Horford, or uh, as uh, as Mark Jackson calls him, Al Harfa or Al Hoffa, <laughs> depending on what moment he's pronouncing the name. It, it sounds like he's like trying to order something at like a like shawarma restaurant sometimes. <laughs> yeah, like he's just a dad that doesn't know how to pronounce menu items oh yeah i'll have all harfa please <laughs> can i come with hummus or do i order that separately uh al horford incredible game one uh terrible game two good game three mediocre game four i think but it, it it's been here okay jamal let me tell you the the hardest part of watching him kind of be you know a couple wins away from uh a, winning a finals uh, is that his siblings are annoying as hell. And they have taken this opportunity to shit on Philadelphia. Yes, they and have. And talk about 
how Philadelphia uh, was bad and sucks and fuck you, Philadelphia, for not supporting the Horfords. And we were always Boston fans, even when Al went to Philly and blah, 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 blah. They're so annoying. Why do I? Why haven't I blocked Anna Horford yet? <laughs> it's a weird look because, like, I don't know. It's like, it's like what? I don't. I don't get it. Like, what? Like, what? What? How does this help you personally? As like, does this help you get on like that weird new Jonas Brothers show where you like pretend like you're not a famous person to win money? That is a really interesting premise for a show because. The co-host is one of the Jonas Brothers, and two, then the jo- two, two well, Jonas Brothers. One of the Jonas Brothers, and then the unfamous Jonas Brother that people mockingly call the Bonus Jonas because mm. he's ugly and weird. <laughs> like, I hope he's getting paid a lot of money because that is just the, just the fact that he's co-hosting it is like such a kind of implicit insult to him. And we get yeah, the Al Horford's dad's camera. Which are we going overboard on the family cams? Because anybody who scores over ten points, we get their family in our living rooms. Um, uh, Al Horford uh, only scored eight the other night, so and he, uh, his dad was there. You know, we haven't even talked about the score yet. Let's get into it. The Boston Celtics lost to the Golden State Warriors, one hundred seven ninety seven. Uh, very close game, kind of right up until the last kind of minute there, uh, minute and a half, uh, when it became clear that Boston was. Just didn't have it in them to win. Uh, I will point out that I am a genius because Jamel, Peter, didn't I say the Celtics are going to win or lose that game? You, you did. did. You picked. You picked the Warriors. I mean, you picked the, the Celtics. I picked the Warriors. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, tight game. Just it seemed like the Celtics kind of quit on it towards the end of the fourth. There, I would actually argue that. Um, this can be boiled down pretty easily to just the fact that um, Robert Williams didn't play a lot of the second half. That's yeah. it. That's the whole game. And like, yeah, mm-hmm. Steph had a good game, but like, I don't know. Great game. He had a game that like, he had one LeBron like game, his first LeBron like game in all of his NBA finals. So, so you got to show all Williams, four of his new parents with, with Robert Williams. Is that a coach's decision or is that him kind of? No, something. I think he had some knee he's issues. Going, he's had yeah. knee issues all playoffs. Is that something he's kind of maintaining himself or is that something that they are? Because he's so effective. Like you said, like in game three, he was incredible. And then in game four, he had a great stretch. And then he's just not out there during like kind of the, the, the most important part of the game. It was a weird vibe. I don't know what the update is for him tonight when you'll be listening to this, but um, I do feel like it's as simple like as if he's feeling healthy and playing well, and they're kind of switching in him and our favorite Horford sibling. They should win. It's pretty uh, sure. I think it's actually as, kind of simple as that. Literally one hour ago, there was a, there was an update on him. Apparently, uh, he uh, he kind of uh, tweaked his his bad knee. Uh, again in the game and he's officially like been cleared it's not a, he didn't re-injure anything but they kept him out because he was a little they were concerned that it was going to uh destroy his knee so uh but they're like you're good dog he's doing better with the day off said Ime Udoka today um with the hope that the longer break between games has the same rejuvenating effect on his play so I guess the they're expecting him to play a bunch but yeah second half I guess at halftime, uh, it looked like he 
he was feeling a little too sore and didn't want to re-aggravate the knee, so they kept him out for most of the second half. I'd like to ask, uh, on top of Williams being hurt, is Jason Tatum healthy? He, we know he's favoring the mm. shoulder, but in this series, like I'm, I'm trying to picture if the Celtics win, who the MVP is going to be, because he's basically Chris Middleton. Like, can you win a finals if Chris Middleton is your best player? Because Jason Tatum and Chris Middleton's stats throughout the playoffs are kind of the same. And Chris Middleton was I mean, not the best player on their team last year or the only, I think he might have been their best player in the finals. Yeah, you might be right, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think Jason Tatum is um, playing a little distracted because he's still waiting for Kobe to text him back. Mm. Okay. I was actually better going to say, <laughs> I feel like if there was any justice in this world, someone would get Kobe's number and text him after last night. <laughs> I'm ashamed of you. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, being fr- uh, an implant to Los Angeles and seeing the um, there's a Kobe culture here, as yep. we all know, and it's just it's uh, it's amazing that Jason Tatum is part of that cult and it manifests itself every single night for better or for worse, and it's an incredible through line for this series of what the hell is Jason Tatum doing. <laughs> Like, you know yeah, what, Jamel, you might, have stum- you, you, you might have stumbled on something there because you cannot spell culture without cult. <laughs> I never thought about I, that before. Uh, I was texting with friend of the podcast and LA native uh, Garrick Bernard, who was talking about it isn't he he said quote it's insane how he has weaponized kobe's death i want that i want him to lose <laughs> so bad <laughs> and he, like i think garrick is like it's great like peter much like we were talking about uh last podcast the three of us uh jamal peter um about how it's crazy that we've become Celtics fans because of how annoying the Warriors are. Garrick is similarly, it's like, it's crazy that I'm a Warriors fan because (laughs) Jason Tatum is so fucking annoying about Kobe. This, this finals is perfect for 2022 because it's making us like root for people and ideas that like we truly have been against our entire lives, which is just kind of like what living is these days. You're just like, okay, I'm doing this and I hate myself for it, but I'm not going to not do this. This is like being forced upon me. And I'm going to just stick my head in the sand for the rest of my life. This is just what we have to do to like enjoy basketball. I'd, I'd like to break that down, though, because both these teams are somewhat homegrown. They, 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 they made these teams through the draft. They've been on this. Most of their primary players have been a part of these teams for for years now. And so, you know, typically one of the teams in the finals is going to be a super team who was just assembled, you know, last month. And in both of these teams, it's kind of the old guard is the Warriors and the Celtics are much better. They have a better team. It's so clear. And I don't know why they can't figure it out, but uh, the Warriors have this DNA where they think they're better, even though it doesn't seem like they are. Uh, I don't know. Well, how do you guys... Uh, reckon with that word. These aren't super teams. These are kind I, of. I kind of want to challenge that though. Um, Cause let's see, like last year was uh, the Bucks who were pretty homegrown. Yep. Um, against the Suns who were pretty homegrown. Good point. I mean, Chris Paul, famous, Paul, famously Paul. drafted by the Suns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, so, you know, Drew Holiday, same. I mean, like the core of that team 
you know, what are you not allowed to have like any free agency? No, of course, like, both these teams no. have help, but um, yeah. you know, the, I think the main pillars are are from. Right, you got Steph, Dre, sure. and Clay. Right. You got Jalen Brown, uh, Jason and- Tatum, Marcus Smart. Right, like their their cores. Robert Williams. I mean, what is he in his fourth does, year? I, He's but I don't think Celtic. that has to do with like why we all hate ourselves right now. You know, like, I mean, look, just, I hate ooh. I hate myself because of a chemical <laughs> imbalance in my brain. I'm like <laughs> that. This existed long before basketball came along <laughs> for me. No doy. <laughs> um, well, I'm done trying to make these teams likable because I hate them both as well. But I'm just trying to wonder why. <laughs> why do we hate these teams? I know it's just kind of the flashiness of the Warriors. They walk around like they're hot shit. And then the Celtics are the Celtics. We hate Boston sports as we should. Uh, so what, what is it? I think that's all it is, is that the Warriors are annoying. Um, they are, they are, they've painted themselves into the corner of being a villain, but they're not even a fun villain. They're not like fucking Dr. Octopus and Spider-Man 2. They're like uh, fucking WandaVision in the new Doctor Strange movie. They're annoying. I was going to say, they're like, uh, they're like, um, what's his name who turns into the lizard doctor from like the Andrew Garfield one that like, I forgot about until I watched that. Yeah, new Spider-Man exactly. Movie. They're just, they're just like, like Oh yeah, you sucked. You're they're a, a real boring shitty villain, villain in a bad movie. And the Celtics are just, it's Boston. How can you can't, it's hard to, it's hard to like Boston. It is. Um, but I mean, I also like, I do love Jason Tatum. I do love Jalen Brown. Like I would literally push Peter off a bridge if it meant that Jalen Brown became They're a They're also so young, though. Like, Tatum is still learning how to do this. It, to me, very much feels like a team of LeBrons in the finals against San Antonio, where, like, they're just so ahead, where it just, like, it doesn't, like, it's, their, their time is still, like, they, Boston should be around now for, like, the next four or five years. This feels like the been. Thunder time and yeah. they've been around yeah, they were in the finals they've been the four conference year. finals right like right. they're, they're fucking doogie hauser right now like they're, we're talking they're... about jason tatum <laughs> and jamel uh white jamel i know you haven't seen hustle yet um, i'm not and let's get into I, hustle I know, but um <laughs> beth and i watched it last <laughs> night and i <laughs> we're just gonna casually 20 minutes in drop a white jamel <laughs> I think I've said white Jamel a couple of times, but um, yeah, I, I got to like um, something in my throat. So I sound yeah. a little different tonight, but yeah. I'm the same yeah. guy that you have grown to know and love. Yeah. Well, no, what people don't know is that you're wearing all white. Like it's a, uh, like from head to toe. <laughs> you're in New York for Diddy's white party, right? In the yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. You just clearly came from one of those really uppity tennis clubs, um, which totally <laughs> makes sense. Um, so, Hustle is a movie all about um, <laughs> it's all about Philadelphia, like all about Philadelphia. So I can mm-hmm. understand better why this movie speaks to you so intensely. But also, is this movie and this, this doesn't really ruin anything for you, White Jamel? But like, is this movie really just like a metaphor for like the pain of Jason Tatum? Is this really just about like? the suffering of Philly fans thinking about what if you guys had Jason Tatum? What about how we traded down to get Marco Fultz over Jason yep. Tatum? Yep. Um, to me, it has like this movie. And when you see this without ruining it, um, 
I feel like it's all actually about Philly fans processing the grief of what their team could have been if you guys had Jason Tatum. Sure. Although, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't want to, Look, I know Jamel. You were you and I were at the premiere together, so you, there is we no were. spoiling it for you. But there we is, uh, there's, in the end, ultimately, the thing you're talking about doesn't happen. They don't wind up with Jason Tatum in the end. Exactly. So you're saying it's like, what if this is just how life goes in Philadelphia? I think sports? it's just like processing grief, you know. I think uh, I think the bigger thing for Philadelphia fans and uh, Jamel, you'll you'll probably agree with me, having uh, seen the movie with me, uh, is the utter hatred for the front office of the Philadelphia 76ers and how fucking mm. despicable they are. Um, mm. Like they're because there's two villains in the film. Uh, it's for 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 Wancho's character. Uh, it is Anthony Edwards, who is incredible. I'm yeah, sure. should be nominated for an Oscar. Absolutely. Yes. And then for Adam Sandler's character, the villain is these the 76ers front office. Uh, and they are awful and bad at their jobs and despicable and evil people in the Played movie. Played by a very beautifully understated Ben Foster, which is not something you could say about any Ben Foster performance for the last like 15 years. Yeah, he's he plays a little whiny nepotism dipshit really well. Um. And Jaleel White also. Urkel's in the movie as like his little lackey and it's hilarious. Um but uh yeah, I think I think it's more so just like Philadelphia fans rage at the organization and their ineptitude. Uh and I think it's like best exemplified by that one joke about uh the guy the 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 Ben Foster's character wanting to trade and bead. And Adam Sandler just like screaming, like he wants to trade him. Bead, what a that fucking idiot! Like it's just like that is, I think, like everybody raging against the Colangelos uh, in Philadelphia. It's just a wild team to pick to be like our front office is fucking terrible and dysfunctional because it feels like it's just so loaded with like it's the most honest know. choice possible. Yeah, but he, but also Ben Foster had no relationship to Jeffrey Epstein, which was very surprising. Oh, didn't you see? You didn't stick around to the credits. Uh, oh, Jeffrey was that Epstein, the post credit scene? He gets a special <laughs> thanks in the oh. credits. Yeah, and then the post credit scene is Adam Sandler showing up to <laughs> Pedophile Island and going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I we- see. I had a different post credit scene in my Netflix account where it was Ben Foster on an airplane being like. Looking at a a, a a piece of paper with a picture of a young girl on it, going "Wowza, wowza, wowza!" and then and then it cut cut to. Black. And then Adam Sandler like pops up behind his seat and looks over his shoulder and goes, "Yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah." <laughs> so weird. There was two different post credit sequences. Two different Telehuhu Shabadoo scenes. <laughs> I saw a third actually uh, end scene, which is crazy. But uh, Nick Swartzen shows up, and he and Adam he he's the GM of the Wizards, and the Wizards trade for James Harden, and uh, and then they just eat that entire salary, and and the the Sixers are going to do whatever they want. It's it's a weird weird ending. And then Adam Sandler's like, "We traded Harden." (laughs) 
we talked about hustles so fucking much on this podcast. It's, it's really good. good. You gotta it watch good. it, man. It's good. It's very good. Peter, yeah, Jamel, rewatch it. I think you'll really this time pick up on some things yeah. that you didn't last time. Peter, was I out of line for saying it might be a top five basketball movie of all time? No, it's it's really solid. Uh, and it's, and I, I also qualify that by saying there hasn't been a ton of really great basketball movies, but I think this is like the instantly S tier basketball movie. Um, I, Jamel, you said to me on on the phone last night. You said you did say enjoy the hour and a half training montage in the middle of this movie, which is true. <laughs> there is like <laughs> there's a monster training montage that goes on for like twenty minutes, but I think it is with a purpose that works. It's good. It, I'm listen. Yeah. It's it was a fun ass training montage. Like make no mistake. Um, it was it was really great. Um, no, it was. It was really good. And Anthony Edwards, like, I hope that dude acts more. <laughs> I just want to like, see that dude, like, like in, like, an acting class. Like, I don't even care. Like, he could just be, like, doing scenes. You know he what I mean? He doesn't need an like, acting class. He's already... No, I mean, already... like, I just want to, like, see him do, like, a camera test for, like, Serpico or something like that. Right. Like, it was just fantastic. Coffee is for closers. That's right. Anthony Edwards saying yeah, that. That's what I'm looking for. What if we pump him up too much and he retires and he just goes and acts? I'd be fine with might, that. Might might be worth it, actually. He's so good. He was, from what I've seen, the whole movie. Saw the whole movie. He was amazing. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, guys, game five tonight. Uh, if you're listening to this Monday night in San Francisco, what do you what do you think? What are your predictions? I'm worried now for Boston. That's, okay, I'm, thanks, I'm, guys. I'm, Bye. I'm yep, that's it. Thanks so much. <laughs> I like the Warriors as well. Um, I think it's in, they're due a, a, an off Steph night, but it, does he even have that in him? Is he just on one of the hottest streaks he's going to have his entire career? He's 30-plus every single game. He keeps them in every game, whether they're down 10, 15, even if they're at home or on the road. Even the games they lose, it feels like they're within striking distance. And I think this Boston team, like when when you really look at them, I, I look at them on paper. I'm like, is this a Finals champion? Is this a championship team? And I think I thought they were because they are more talented than this Warriors team. But if Tatum is their best player, he's Chris Middleton. And it, can you win a Finals with Chris Middleton as your best player? And I know Mike said that you, maybe you can. But they don't have a Giannis waiting as a one A one B, and I know. Um, but I think Jalen you know, Jalen's been amazing. Could be, he's, he's been, been better than Tatum. He's been much better. Yeah, but, but I don't think that can be the best player on a championship team. It's it, I know that's a dumb argument, but it's like because they're so good as a as a whole unit. But I just struggle to wrap my head around like Al Horford champion. This this <laughs> Warriors team, we've seen them do it. They, I think they have every intangible goes in their direction. Um, stuff. I will say the thing that gives me. Com- we're, we're, yeah, we're guaranteed no, game six clay. We're guaranteed game six clay, which is a legend of the internet. Uh, so when that happens, uh, apparently he's going to score forty points. I think Unless that- someone curses at him, in which case <laughs> he, will- he might just sit down and not play. <laughs> how would how, how does the Adam Sandler curse go when he's cursing clay? Oh, I think it, uh, Adam Sandler said. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> the Celtics are the balls. 
Um, I um, I actually, knowing what I know about how my instincts go and how gambling works for me personally, I would say that um, the one thing to take solace in for us bandwagon Celtics fans is the fact that, like, basically they haven't lost two games in a row in the entire playoffs. Is that true? Right. I think that's true. Yeah, that's true. So like, I mean, I, and I was among them who were aggressively counting them out game six in Milwaukee. Um, you know, this team should, uh, this team should fucking do this thing, you know, like they, I mean, this seems to be the moment where they have thrived throughout the entire playoffs is when everyone, like all of us idiots are being like, Oh yeah, they're out now. Like they, they suck. Now we're going to react to this single game. Like we know everything. I think, uh, my, my pivot from Celtics and six to Celtics and seven is looking better than ever right now. I think, uh, the Celtics win this game and then I think they, uh, lose at home and then they win on the road in game seven. They've demonstrated for the last four years. Yeah, they, that they can win in or in former Oracle. Yeah, uh, I do think it all depends, though, on Robert Williams uh, being able to play because I think he alters the game plan for Golden State entirely. Because the Celtics' game plan has been specifically to do drop coverage on Steph to let Steph shoot long threes, and uh, you know, rarely kind of defend him above the three point line. Uh, and that is all with the hope of like, all right, we're going to let stuff beat us, but then like no one else is going to fucking score on the inside. And that all depends on Robert Williams being there. And I think that like that, that's why they lost game four is, yeah. is that like Steph went off for fucking 43 points or whatever. And Robert Williams wasn't there to kind of mitigate the damage elsewhere. And when right, Robert that's when you was have out, Andrew Wiggins yeah. dominating the paint is like I yeah. was going to say same thing exactly. That's why he has 15 rebounds or 17 or however many he had. Well, Jamel, we think we think alike, so uh, it makes sense. I'm glad you brought one thing up. The intangibles I said all went to the Golden State Warriors. One is different. The home court advantage I think goes to Boston. They have a better arena. They have better fans. Mm-hmm. I think that I, I've been to this new San Francisco arena. Uh, I know uh, that wait, you, well, can we, do we have to give Boston the title of better fans? Can we just call them louder fans? They're louder. I wanna, yeah. yeah. I, no, I, I think I, we I gotta say, say they're better. Yeah, I think like they're they, better. I mean, they are. They're just yeah. better. They're better like, at, at saying the N-word. They are. <laughs> they're, they're better. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I, I don't know that But also, this is in a vacuum between San Francisco and Boston. So we're not saying right. this is, you know, Cleveland, God forbid, or Philadelphia. We're just hey. saying... Uh, you know, we're just saying that everyone's um, a better fan than DC, as Jamel well knows. <laughs> Jamel, that's true, right? I, you know, we wait till we get back into the playoffs. We have a great home home crowd. <laughs> right. Wait till you guys are the seven seed again. We all know that the seven seed is Jamel's dream spot to be. You know, in. you know what came up? Uh, my girlfriend. I call her my wife sometimes, but my girlfriend uh, is attracted to Steph Curry. This is a revelation to me. We've been together for a very long time, and this never came up until this series. And How did it be- come up? Did she just be- casually mention it? She saw a commercial where he was driving his kids around and kind of, I, I can't remember what the car was, but they're singing something from the 
the Hamilton soundtrack. I don't know if you've seen Ooh. this footage. Oh god, yeah, this no, sounds like the dude, it, worst. it is hor- it, everything that I'm uh, disgusted by. She's attracted to. I, I don't know how we work out, but um, apparently Seth Curry attractive. Is he the most attractive person in the series? I guess is part of what no, I'm asking. I think Jalen Brown is maybe the most handsome guy. Yeah, definitely. That's a strong argument. The strong argument. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking through the rosters elsewhere. Uh, Jalen Brown. I think Jason Tatum would be considered handsome he's got that if, weird, if, if, yeah if his family didn't suck i would say al horford has some has some some soft eyes <laughs> oh yeah prettiness. yeah he's kind of a pretty guy yeah he has uh he has like the feature he has features that like drag queens like literally work hours to like <laughs> in the makeup room to get done like his cheekbones his eyelashes like they're just like he he should be on rupaul's drag race How, absolutely judge. Can, we, yeah. can we start that uh that change.org petition right now more likely yeah. to happen if they if they win the finals. I will say that. I think Al Horford definitely prettiest player in the series. I think maybe most like attractive. It might be a tie between like it might be like Jalen Brown one A, Steph Curry one B. Because I know Steph Curry has his fans, but I think if you factor in Steph Curry's behavior, that makes him. He's like a fucking. He's he's like he might as well have like a. A, a tennis sweater wrapped around his shoulders. Yeah, dude, like, he's a and, fucking rich dick. Yeah, he's yeah. like the wharf in boat shoes. Like, yeah, it's exactly. Not cool. uh, do any of your spouses have a, a crush in this series? In this series, no. Deborah hasn't really uh, espoused. The only thing Deborah has commented on this entire series is we were watching the game, and it was, I think it was game three when Draymond fouled out, and he was still kind of on the sideline, like chirping uh, at the refs after he was ejected. And she was just like, it's, she's the entire game just sitting next to me on her phone. And at that moment when like Draymond Green was. Uh, was yelling at the refs after being ejected. She just looks up from her phone and she just goes, "What a loser!" <laughs> <laughs> and it was incredible. She doesn't, like she doesn't know anything about like Draymond Green, but she just reads him instantly. Uh, but uh, no, she but she she definitely Jimmy Butler. I think is her. Uh, she enjoys watching Jimmy Butler a lot. Okay. Um, you know, it's definitely proximity, um, but Beth's. Definitely found an affinity for uh, what, what was Lakers Kyle Kuzma, um, okay. as well as uh, Jared Allen. Big Jared Allen fan. Hey, I was a little worried you were going to say Ben Simmons, and I was going to lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> On my behalf, because you, obviously, right, you, yes, Jamel, Jamel the Wizards fan. Yeah. Well, I'm worried he's going to wind up on my team at some point. <laughs> well, with Harden and. Ben Simmons, you guys might have a chance really at the seven seed. Sure. Yeah. Ben Simmons is going to wind up on fucking Twitch playing Call of Duty. The guy doesn't like basketball. He's never going to play again. He should just quit. That's fine. He should just, quit. Just quit. Yeah. Fucking go join FaZe Clan or whatever the fuck your gaming <laughs> team is. Simo the Savage. Fuck oh, you. you. You know what we haven't gotten into yet is Dell or Steph Curry's parents. <laughs> Oh yeah, thank you. Yeah, I think for bringing that back, White Janelle. It's, really it's worth exploring. Um, basically, <laughs> obviously, his parents they they've done a great job. They raised uh, they did a great job raising their kids, but now they're they're kind of out and about, and they've done a weird spouse swap where Del Curry is dating somebody who 
used to be married to the person that Sonia Curry is is dating. Does that make sense? Am I saying that right? So two couples divorced and then are now dating. It's like a swingers. It's like, you know, you're in the, it's yeah, exactly. It's didn't also, they break up originally the game together. Right. But didn't they break up because of new England? Didn't she like hook up with a former new England Patriots running back (laughs) or a tight end? I don't, Hold on. Like not oh, not Aaron Hernandez, but like not. <laughs> uh Steven Johnson. Maybe well, look, yeah, Curry cheated on Dale Curry with Steven Johnson and then lied about. Curry family has the New England Patriots entangled in more drama. Yeah, I guess that's what happened. Um look, I'm happy for both of them, but it's fun that there's kind of a competitive side story happening that they are I think that's the guy she was with last night. Yeah, exactly. They're presenting their best selves in front of like a nationwide audience, and they know the cameras are going to be on them. And it's kind of like, "Hey, I'm doing better than you," and it's this nice little side story. I, I love it. I mean, there is some weird ass shit with that family. <laughs> that family is like, like people get on LeBron for being like a CAA mentoring candidate. Like that family is like gonna like get us all fucking inoculated with monkey pox or something like whatever the government wants us to do. Like, you know what I mean? They're going to like, really like, they're going to get us all to put the, the chip in our brains for real. When my girlfriend slash wife slash girlfriend, uh, brought up how much she had a crush on Steph Curry. I went to bat for LeBron actually. And I was surprised by how much I was listing off his better qualities versus Steph. And I, I was surprised at myself. I was just like, wow, I, I think I like LeBron. <laughs> I'm, Jamel, so happy to finally hear you say that because <laughs> one of the only times I was maybe afraid um, that you were going to physically put hands on me was when uh, the three of us were watching a Warrior or a Wizards-Cavs <laughs> game and like John Wall was still good. And the, <laughs> the Wizards had kicked the shit out of the Cavs and then LeBron hit a fadeaway bank shot three pointer falling out of bounds to send the game turn into around, overtime. Turn around also. <laughs> I think I remember. Turn around fadeaway yeah. bank three from like 40 feet out. <laughs> and like Benner and I had to like leave your house because it was like. <laughs> it was as soon as the Cavs, as soon as the overtime ended and the Cavs won, Jamel, you were like. Whoop! Gotta you, go. You you gotta leave. You basically <laughs> turned to us, and Pete, like Peter and I were just like, "Yeah, no, we will. We're going. Like, <laughs> we get it. We get it. We get it." Yeah, I take this shit seriously. Um, thank you for respecting my my feelings and of course uh, my apartment, my boundaries. Um, yeah, but I've come around. I think LeBron. If you need to measure them both side by side in terms of careers, and then involved their entire lives kind of, which is a weird thing to rate for a human being. But I think LeBron James is doing pretty good. I, I'm, it, it, it crushes my soul that we have to indulge people who think that like, there's, I, I just, I don't think there's a real conversation about it. And I understand that right public opinion plays such a huge role in this and that he's a little guy who shoots threes and kids like him and, I mean, honestly, like the worst thing to happen to LeBron's legacy, ironically, is Space Jam 2, A New Legacy. Because, you know, if he would have, I think, appealed to the kids better, he just kind of would have been in a different place. That's uh, quite unfortunate, to be honest. It's a real bummer. Uh, 
I just want to say I did confirm uh, the man that Sonya Curry was at Game 4 with is, in fact, Steven Johnson, the man that she was accused of cheating on Dell mm. with. Uh, and definitely, yeah, they def- the, the, hey, the, the, swap, the, ex, the ex-swapping is confirmed. He's a, he's, he's a real uggo. He's really That's fucking right. ugly. Yeah, it makes no he's sense. He's weird. He's got a head shaped like a fucking mad ball. You remember mad balls? Yeah. Yeah. Like he's, he's mad ball. Mad ball was like, they're little like baseballs, but they had faces on them. (laughs) Also at the end of space jam Two, uh, bugs bunny goes to heaven. He dies. Uh, Spoiler alert. I'm sorry if, if anybody hasn't seen it, but, uh, no way. That's also the end of hustle too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Tobias Harris just, Goes to heaven. What does Adam Sandler say when he's ascending to heaven, Mike? What is Adam it? Sandler ascends to heaven and he gets to the gates and St. Peter is like, my <laughs> child, do you have anything to say before we account for your sins and let you into heaven? And he, Adam Sandler turns and he goes, Hello. <laughs> and then St. Peter's like, you know what? You're in, bud. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but yes, uh, Bugs Bunny does uh, <laughs> literally die and go to heaven and then immediately comes back in the next scene without any explanation. Makes no sense. We're good. We're all good he's here. He's walking down the street with LeBron and he's just like, that was crazy, right? And there's like, yeah, yeah. yeah it was. I saw God. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw God, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope they come up with a Space Jam three. Who do you think should start in Space Jam three? Anthony Edwards. Eventually do. John Morant. Oh, it's Anthony crazy Edwards that they're do. like they have to compete for this. Oh, uh, well, you know what, Jamel? After you rewatch um, Hustle uh, tonight, I want to have you back on because there is a very uh, Philadelphia centric thing that I want to talk to you about. Okay, and that is. The lack of Embiid inclusion, and I have theories, but you need to rewatch it before we talk about it. Okay. It would be nice to have uh, White Jamel on to talk about some of these things more openly. Yeah, once you remember it and change out of your your white clothes. <laughs> Happily, uh, you know, I, I can moment. <laughs> I can split myself in two. Uh, oftentimes, you know, sometimes it's just I'm all white. I'm all uh, I'm all black. I'm sometimes I'm both. Nothing makes sense anymore. I do want to. I do want to make it clear um, for the listeners before I wrap this up, Jamel. This was your idea, correct? Absolutely. I. You I asked yourself to be here on your oh, own yeah. behalf, correct? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. okay I, I I thought that uh, in the middle of the of a very competitive NBA Finals, it was smart to bring on this version of myself. <laughs> Wouldn't expect anything less. <laughs> All right. Why don't we wrap this up? Game four tonight. We'll have a reaction uh, probably tomorrow. Yeah, also, where can we find your game five? Game five, game five Sorry, tonight. Game five. And then um, shout out um, totally unprovoked to uh, Daniel Hardigan. Where could you find out, you know, what he's up to? Your, your oh, we buddy. love Dan Hardigan. Friend of the pod. Yeah. Where can we? Big where, fan. Jamel, where can we find uh, find out more about Dan Hardigan? You just head to jameljohnson.com and uh, all of the information should be there. So, oh, do you have a drop down? Uh, is there a Dan Hardigan drop down menu on jameljohnson.com? I think you explore the website. I think it's in there. <laughs> if, you, if you care about that website, you're going to find what you need to find. Uh, so jameljohnson.com.
That would be really funny, actually, if I if like we just started putting drop down menus for our friends on our own websites. I love that. I'm gonna add a Michael Benner section of my website tonight. Yeah, I'm gonna add a Peter Moses and Jamal Johnson, maybe a Dan Hardigan too, to my website. Uh, Peter, you're at Danger Moses on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Benner B E N N E R on Twitter. We're at Airbuds Pod on all social medias, uh, and. You know what? Happy basketball, you dumb motherfuckers. Happy, Happy basketball, basketball, you big freaks. Nonprofit comic, look me up. At Nonprofit Comic for Jamel. Woke moment. <laughs>